Hello, traveler. Please, have a seat while I tell you the tale of the Prismatic Guard. Starring Abby O'Neill as the combustible and often confused tiefling alchemist, Flint Therai. Jason Hops as the old veteran, Robarth Mirax, a dragonborn warlock with a mysterious patron. Jerry Evans as an affable historian, the halfling bard, Roscoe Suitfoot. And Ashley McLean as the carefree but determined Ottervoke Samurai, Margo. Hosted by Eli Royal, join us on a tale of a world still recovering from a great war that changed everything. Hello, you are listening to Prismatic Guard. I'm your host, Eli, joined by... Hi, I'm Abby, and I play Flint. I'm Jason, and I play Rovarth Mirax. My name is Jerry, and I play Roscoe Suitfoot. I'm Ashley, and I play Margo. And, uh, you know, for for our listeners, I've been making uh, my own dice. I've, I've made some molds and everything. And they're really pretty and everything, but no matter how much work I put into them, the fact still remains that they're going to pale in comparison next to our sponsor's dice, Metallic Dice Games. They're gemstones. And so yeah, I mean, they're literal math rocks, and it's dope as shit. And uh, you, sweet, delicious listener, can get 10% off your order by going to Metallic Dice games.com and using the coupon code play it forward uh this episode is also brought to you by found familiar coffee uh my coffee came in last night i had run out uh before this weekend i was out of my found familiar coffee i've been uh ashley had given me some of her leftover initiative blend Uh and i was so happy that the good berry came in last night uh so and actually i am drinking some goodberry right now and there's really tasty kind of raspberry blueberry aftertaste to it i'm jealous i meant to order that and uh i got my uh automated order and i hadn't added it (laughs) i still have the initiative blend i bought a while ago because i don't drink a ton of coffee it smells. It's making my kitchen smell really good, though. <laughs> well, and that's uh, you know, like in in that case, um, that's something that the uh, subscription is really good for, because you can be like, hey, I'm only I'm only going to get through this bag like once every month. I just don't drink a lot of coffee. Or you can be Jerry and be like, hey, you're going to have to send me a new one of these every week. <laughs> It's true. I go through a lot of coffee. I love it. The good thing about the subscription is that you it's a little bit cheaper every time, and you don't have to think about it. It just, you know, automatically they mail you some out. Uh, the downside is that <clears throat> our coupon code, Play It Forward, only works on single orders, not on the subscription. Yes. But... If you want that 10% off, you can go to foundfamiliar.com slash play it forward. And uh, this episode is also brought to you by me really not wanting to be a manager, but constantly forcing myself into a position in which I have to be. Good job. (laughs) You're doing the thing. Even though you hate the thing, we're so proud. (laughs) 
It's been uh, a good thing. And uh, yeah. I regret the thing when, I did. <laughs> when we left off, uh, Margot died. My bad. Yee. <laughs> she got better. She did get better. Uh, yeah, because... Flint exhausted himself, burning all of his magic to revive her. And there was not a spell slot for him to have done that, so mm-hmm. shit's gonna go down later. I don't know what it uh, is, and I'm scared. I did get to have the claim that I destroyed an aristocrat's house with a cantrip. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. You, you freaking blew true. up a building with a you cantrip. You prestigitation to destroy a building. The aristocrat house went splat. <laughs> we would have. It was very impressive. It would have been more impressive if we weren't in the house at the time, though. I didn't plan. That's okay. I think all of us didn't plan that the because important I thing sure is, fucked didn't plan it. The four of us survived, and the one who didn't is okay now. Yes. Now, uh, we come back where, Margot, you're not sure. Like, I mean, you know the building blew up, um, but you're not sure why Flint is uh, unconscious. Or why or his hands are why, all burning. Yeah. Burned. Um, his gloves that he normally wears have been burned away, and he has what look like first-degree burns on his uh, the flats of his hands. Oh my, that's a lot. And Roscoe seems genuinely upset. <laughs> What's happening? Or what happened? Because clearly the building fell down. <laughs> Oh, and uh, Rovarth is currently cradling uh, Flint. Before Roscoe answers Margot, Roscoe turns to Rovarth and goes, Is Flint breathing good, sir? Yes. It seems... It seems that he... ran out of power and, uh, well... He exhausted himself. Yes, exactly. Roscoe turns to Margot and matter-of-factly says, You died. And And at that moment, all of you hear a uh, crow call. That's not good. And you turn, and it's sitting on a piece of rubble, and calls again, and then flies away. (laughs) Well, that's not ominous at all. (laughs) Well, Flint's unconscious, so I was, uh, so I can't really say anything. But I was going to say that's suspicious. That's weird. Yeah, it's crows are everywhere. Don't worry about it. Roscoe looks at the crow for a oh, moment. Oh no, I am very worried. Um, foolish question. Um, is there anything to roll for omens? Um, religion. All right, I can do that. In theory. Oh, I can definitely do that. That's a twenty-one. Okay. You know that according to myth, when she was alive, crows and ravens, or when she was mortal, rather, crows and ravens served Jackdana, who is now the human goddess of death. And it is said that currently they act as her agents on the mortal realm. Uh, there's a lot of scholarly debate on that, mostly like, okay, well, what did they do before Jackdana became a god? Right. And 
there's not a lot of there's a lot of competing theories. There's not a lot of uh, consensus. But the one that you've always found the most logical is that crows were ferrymen of spirits long before Jack Donna came into power. But now that she has assumed the mantle of goddess of death, they serve her. Okay. Um, but again, there's not really any consensus on it. All right. I mean, it's all interesting, but now is not the time for exposition. <laughs> what I'm saying is Roscoe's not. Oh, I wish you had said that before. Well, what I mean for Roscoe explaining <laughs> stuff to the group. I was about to say. <laughs> I mean for Roscoe explaining to the group. You know, Margot just died. Roscoe's not going to turn around and go fascinating crows. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah, but he does. T- <laughs> but he does look at the crow, and he does a whom, but not in a way that draws attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he turns to Margot and go, Flint exhausted all his energy to bring you back. Margot begins tearing up because she, I don't know. She just feels really loved, and so Aww. she goes over and holds Flint's hand. I assume being very careful of the burns. Yeah, well, I guess just putting her hand on, like, his forearm or something like that and just patting it. I'm just imagining him hold- her holding onto his pinky finger. So tiny. That's too cute. I've lost words. Um, <laughs> stop being cute. You're a vicious no. murder baby. <laughs> That's the best way. We need to get out of this rubble. Yes, back to yeah, reality. That's true. Yeah, the rubble is still on fire. Oh, yeah, uh, we should be rolling off of the I mean, this it's pile. not like a blazing inferno, but uh it's smoking yeah. cinders. Yeah. All right, gentlemen and Margot, I think we need to make our exit out of here. I'll just stand up and I'll yell out to whatever or whoever from this place may still be alive, and I'm just going to say, "I warned you." <laughs> from before <laughs> alright yeah you guys uh, end up meeting up with the um, what did I call them the, the resistance yeah <laughs> and they are they're, I mean they're looking at you guys like what happened I mean, we we heard the explosion. To put it bluntly, gunpowder go boom. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason they didn't let me be near their munitions during the war. Okay. What phrase that? Roscoe goes, translation, we did not get out in time before the building exploded. Oh my. Um, well, we uh, we chased off the rest of the soldiers. I don't think they'll be an issue. That's good. I mean, well, let's let's give you some somewhere to rest. That will be very appreciated. Yeah. We're sleepy. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they... There's a, a little bit of a celebration. It's... 
a little bit somber. Uh, they clearly lost some people. Uh, but they're still excited. You know, this is a, a new day, as it were. That's good. Yep. I'm going to go and, and get a drink of whatever whatever the strongest ale they have here is. And um, just to keep, even though it's a somber mood, I got to keep the spirits up. And mm-hmm. I rolled a 26 performance telling historical tales of uprisings that were successful. Oh, that's cool. All right. Yeah. Nice. You, uh, you definitely inspire some people. You know, they're feeling it. Good. Um, I like it when I make people feel good. It's a good thing. It's busting makes me feel good. but yeah you uh flint you wake up and um your hands they're they've already healed but they still hurt Uh, Uh, and obviously your head hurts real bad did they have any happens, means? Yeah, then I immediately crawl. Oh yeah, a building fell on me. Then I was like, I imagine Flint Flint gets up way too fast, yelling Margo Margot's name. Then immediately falls back back on the bed because nope, too fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I is imagine there, that too. Is there any ice water here, or like cold liquid? Yeah, yeah. They're they're not too far from the mountains. They'd be able to get some ice out here. Okay, then I, I would request a bowl of cold liquid for Flint's hands. Well, if Marco's in yeah, the room, they're... she's going to try and gently tackle Flint. <laughs> Not in a way that would hurt hurt them. I imagine you just like crawl up on the bed and like immediately flop down on his chest and he's just like, ow. Like, okay, yep. hi, I love you too. Then he like immediately hugs her in a bear hug. Like, nope, you're not getting out. <laughs> You're stuck here with me. <laughs> so I decided to get you up. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Flint, put your hands in the bowl. It'll make them feel better. Yep. Roscoe <laughs> comes and goes, aha, the good sir is awake. Yeah. I sit up and I kind of imagine Margot just slides down to sit in his lap and he just shoves his hand in the ice water. Like, ah, that's cold. Well, okay, keep it in. Now here. that I know we are all okay and alive, Rovarf, I must congratulate you. I have been telling stories and telling jokes and trying to impress crowds all my life. But you, good sir, are the one who brought the house down. <laughs> oh, God. I only, I, I only, oh, I only so wish much. I would have waited <gasps> until we were out before the explosion went off. That could Indeed. have gone... It was almost like, a costly mistake. And then Roscoe looks at Flint and goes, almost a costly mistake. That could have gone bad. The thing about things that could have gone bad is when they don't, we learn from them and make sure it doesn't happen again. Am I right? Yes. Yes, we've learned yes. Rovarth can't set fires in buildings <laughs> that are wood anymore. But it was we've, the gun- We have all learned. Rovarth set the fire, but none of us stopped him. It is not all yeah. on Rovarth's hands. It isn't. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to bring out the Margot no singing rule again? Take another big swig of alcohol. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you... It's... It's nice to kind of take a breath for a second. Uh, but it doesn't take long before the reality sets in. And you remember that you need to get moving. Yeah. How is everybody feeling at this precise moment? Be honest. I mean, my head still hurts and uh, I'm feeling better than I did, but I would oh, appreciate a bath and some food. Very well. We will get cleaned up and get provisions, but then we must continue on. Can someone please buy me new gloves? New gloves I, will I be mean, provided. Yeah, yeah. They just give you some gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, gloves. Roscoe also takes a deep breath and goes, we've done a good thing here, but we almost had a great cost. I must suggest, at this point, our path is a straight line to our destination. Sounds good. I agree. Merlo yeah. just nods. Very well. Bath, provisions, gather your things and collect yourselves and we will be on our way. Hooray. Yay. All right. Yeah, you guys get restocked on provisions. Uh, they help you know, patch your clothes, that sort of thing. How much gold for the restocking? They're not going to charge you. Then how many days worth of rations do we have? Uh, ten. Ten. Cool. Just so I can track this. Yeah. You responsible person, you. Well, I'm tracking <laughs> my rations. I'm not tracking yours. You somewhat responsible <laughs> I mean, person, you. I mean, so, some of us need to keep track of that shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Somebody needs to do it. I haven't. Somebody has to be the adult adult in the room. <laughs> I mean, Flint keeps track of his of his own shit. The more adulty like, adult. The more the ultimate adult. <laughs> I'm not the ultimate adult for sure. We, we know, know Margot. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what is we know? Correct. <laughs> Flint's um. Flint's an adult. Like a level two adult, so he's basically just a child that's left on his own and wandering around looking for food. <laughs> Flint's learned how to boil an egg. Yes. I mean, he's actually a pretty decent cook. He just sucks at cleaning up after himself. And don't Meanwhile, ask him to bake. He I will think, burn I it. Think, I think Robarth and Roscoe are the two most adult people here. They are, for sure. Yeah. I mean, probably. someone needs to. <laughs> We not we may not always make the best decisions, but for better or worse, we make decisions. I never said I was wise. I just said <laughs> I knew what I was doing. <laughs> That's fair. I never countered this. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, you guys are traveling, and the first night you're unaccosted, but Rovarth, you dream of emerald grass. And ruby flowers, a sapphire sky with diamond clouds, and it's peaceful and calm and almost paradise. Almost? There's just something that doesn't feel right. Not uneasy, but just 
like there's something missing. Okay. And Margot, you dream that you are sitting on a shore underneath uh, or near a lighthouse. A shore of black sand and gray waves. And all the colors muted and there are people of all shapes and sizes bustling about. But they seem to be entirely unaware of each other. Hmm. And you see this man walk up to you. He's wearing very simple clothing. Uh, but you see that he has these large black feathered wings. Hmm. Uh, these bright yellow eyes. His feet are a bird's feet. And what you thought was black hair reveals itself to be black feathers. Hmm. And he's speaking to you, but it's like he's speaking, like all you can hear when he speaks is the crash of the waves. Huh. Uh, and then you wake up. That's interesting. That's not horrifying at all. <laughs> I both love you and hate you at this moment. <laughs> No, I love it. I was just writing everything down to be sure I had, you know, had the main points down from that. <laughs> like, that is beautiful imagery, but I'm just afraid of the implications. Because I panic very easily, as we all know. <laughs> I need to know who that is. All right. Well, I mean, do you guys talk about it or you just move on with your days? No, I would definitely talk about it and just kind of explain what I saw um, just because I... As a player, and I feel like Margo would wonder who that was. Yeah, I had a, I had a weird dream about some. I mean, it was it was paradise. It was I mean these flowery fields and everything was very surreally colored. But I mean, I don't know something was off about it. But I don't know what. It wasn't like my normal patron dreams, so I'm not sure. Dreams are never insignificant. Unfortunately, the meaning of the dreams are not always easy to discover. Mine was kind of a nightmare. <laughs> They're not often pleasant either. No. Uh, there was something off. It just made me uncomfortable. Like it was, it was pleasant, but there was something. I don't know. Kind of like, kind of like the calm before the storm, almost. Yeah. In time, um, if there is meaning, they will reveal themselves. And we will be prepared for whatever they are. Um, and anybody can make... Uh, hmm. What would dream interpretation... Well, I'll say you can either make a religion check or an arcana check. I would like to make an arcana check. I'm not trained in either thing, so... Religion! I mean, if you don't want to roll, you don't I have can to. Roll. You don't I can roll. I just wanted to, to. Okay, cool. Not um, not on this roll, anyway. 
I got a 24 Arcana to figure it out. <laughs> well, that's good because I rolled a natural one, so that's a nine. Uh, and I dice. got a 21 oh, religion. buddy. Yeah, I got a nine. So uh, I'm switching my dice up because these are the dice that tried to kill Margo last time. <laughs> I was giving him a chance. Nope. That was your mistake. It was my mistake. I love them. But right now I don't. <laughs> All right, well, for the Arcana check, Rovarth, you got fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, Flint, you, you're just pretty sure that Margot's dream was just kind of a representation of her fear of death. You know, I mean, coming, literally dying and coming back, that's something that would make sense uh, to be freaked out about. Rovarth's dream, I mean, there's a lot of different things with that. You know, surreal colors and things like that, that's pretty common in dreams. And But that sense of something's missing could mean any number of things. I mean, it could just mean that Rovarth is getting fucking tired of being an adventurer. Huh. Um, and Roscoe, with your religion check, he, there's all kinds of dreams about paradise. I mean, there are uh, a half dozen different heavens. And that sounds almost like the dwarven heaven that, uh, then Hilda and I can't remember the her husband's name, but the two two of the dwarven gods, the realm that they carved out for themselves and their followers. It's not exactly the same, but it's not that far off. Okay. And Margot just described uh, the harbor where the dead souls wait to be judged by uh, Jack Donna. Hmm. Uh, I'll give you the exact name of it in just a second. Oh, Errolgrat is the other dwarven god, if anybody was still curious. Hmm. A a little. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Sekwath Harbor. Sekwath Harbor? Yes. Okay, I will totally missay that. Um, yeah. S-E-K-W-A-T-H. All right. I'm so glad you said it before you spelled it, because I would have said it completely wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Eonoxus is the realm of the dead. And there is all the color, according to scholars and travelers, uh, uh, planar travelers, the color... In Eonoxus is dim, like all, all the color has been muted, and uh, there's only a faint gray light that illuminates anything. I gotcha. Um, it is a little bit brighter at Sequoth Harbor because they are protected by the angels that serve Jack Donna and other celestial beings. Got it. So pretty much, so Margot pretty much glimpsed where she would have been judged if she had died. 
Yeah, and I mean, it very well might be that she's having a memory. That sounds... Makes sense, because she might have been there before she was pulled back out. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was about to say, I mean, you are fairly certain she was there before she got pulled back out. Right. So, Margo and Rovar... Wait, first, Eli, were you done? I don't want to cut you off. Yes, yes, I was done. Good. I mean, good chance I was going to cut you off, but I wanted to make sure. (laughs) Um, Margo and Rovar, if you see... Roscoe with that curious look on his face when he knows something, but he hasn't said it yet. <laughs> and he finally he finally looks at Rovarf and go, you might have been looking at Dwarven Paradise. Huh. And Rovarf just kind of look at you with like a sad yet confused face. It's not perfect. It's not exact, but it's the closest thing I can think of. Sven... And then Rovarf oh. looks at Margo and goes, you might have been having a memory of the harbor where souls are judged. Oh, that's... You know, this doesn't surprise me. Like, that was a traumatic experience. Thank God I wasn't judged then. <laughs> Out of character. You're being judged now. No, wait, back in character. Um, <laughs> well, I will say, with your religion check, you know that time doesn't work the same in Eonoxus as it does on Ildar. She very well could have been there for months before Flint brought her back. You you have no idea. Yeah, but at the same time, there's probably no reason to use this expression, mind fuck Margo that bad. <laughs> That's fair. <clears throat> yeah. I don't she know just how needs she to know she, might, she was probably there. Yeah. What? I don't know how she would handle that well let's find out no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no don't hey, do margo, that murder baby no. hey margo you want to hear about time differentials no <laughs> too bad <laughs> let me get my charts no learning <laughs> how dare you she'd lay her little ears back and run god my wizard characters margo has one that. weakness education Flint. Flint is so curious but at the same time stop torturing Margo like that I love it Um, anyway back to reality yes so uh, you travel for a few more days uh, before you come on a town Um, and you're practically in this uh, town and it's, it's a smallish town Um, but you're practically on Main Street before you really recognize where you are because the fog here is so thick. Hmm. But the first thing you notice is there's no sounds here. Like, I mean, it's, it's not like there are no sounds like, oh, you can't hear yourself talk or tapping or anything, but there are no sounds of life. That's concerning. Can I make a perception check to see if I see anybody in these buildings? Sure. Or any any humanoid figures at all? Sure. Go right be more specific, I should be. Turn it into Yoda there for a second. Um, perception is a... Gotta love that minus one. Uh, nine. Um... You look in, and the building, the windows you look in, they, I mean, the building look looks empty. 
Roscoe, I think we've wandered into a ghost town. Roscoe thinks for a moment and goes, well, the thing about wandering into ghost towns is we can wander right out. Kind of gives the uh, head tilt of, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and with that, you hear a scream. Oh. No. Like <laughs> So who charges forward? Because I know one of you is going to. No, uh, Rovarth will. <laughs> yep, Roscoe follows. Obviously, Margo's right behind them. Can't ignore and a scream. Flint, and Flint follows because, yeah, no, we're yeah. sticking together. <laughs> Flint's like, I don't want to go towards the screen, but I definitely don't want to be here by myself. Oh, and slowly becoming a more not. compassionate person. So, yep. Flint's um, a squishy. You guys get to the square and you see this uh, human woman being attacked by. Um, this thing looks almost like it's built kind of like a gorilla, but it is hairless. It has. Uh, these large, finned, pointed ears. Uh, it only has four fingers on either hand, and they end in these uh, long, maybe three or four inch claws. And their face is... Imagine a bat that has been briefly set on fire. Oh, God. And that's what their face looks like. Nice. Wow. Well, that's an appearance. I mean... Uh, and I need you to roll initiative. <laughs> uh, can I, on my turn, once <gasps> we're done with this, can I yes. can I make a uh, arcana check to see if I know what this thing is? Sure. Okay. I will, I will do that once we're done with initiative. Of all the initiative rolls I've ever rolled, this is one of them. <laughs> 24. Well... I was about to ask Roscoe, but... Sorry. Sure. I was excited. Finally got a good roll. Uh, what did you get, Roscoe? Nine. Nine. All right. And Rovarth. Eighteen. Eighteen. And Flint. Flint got a seven, because my dice are betraying me. All right. Uh, Margo, you're up first. You're about 30 feet away. Okay. Um, I'm going to run up and attack it, so, um, I, with my sword. Um, mm-hmm. hang on, let me roll this. 26 and, um, 14 damage. All right, yeah, you, um, you run up and bury your sword in this thing's side, and it roars... And you now have its attention. <laughs> okay, so no damage was dealt. That's cool. Um, well, I mean, it looks like it hurt. Yeah. It just didn't die. Yeah, okay. 19. To do what? Uh, two, oh, me. I'm sorry. To stab it again. Okay. And 14 damage. All right, yeah, you um, you pull your sword out as it swings at you with one of its big, meaty hands, and you just grab onto its arm, so when it pulls back up, you come up with your sword and stab right through its skull, and there is a brief moment of confusion, 
and then it dissolves into this uh, black ichor that very quickly evaporates. Ooh, that's gross. Disgusting. But now it's dead. Sort, I guess. Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> and combat's over. Okay, well, okay. I'm going to make my arcana check now to try and figure out what that was. <laughs> Go right ahead. Ooh, that's a 19 on the die. And I have double proficiency because of things. So that's 17. Uh, You're pretty sure that was a dretch. Okay, I was right, but I was wrong about the type. What is, I mean... Um, God, that and, thing just sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, Dretches are among the weakest of demons, repulsive, self-loathing creatures doomed to spend eternity in a state of perpetual discontent. Oh, wow. Star Wars fans? And I'm just going to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just like that, our viewership drops. <laughs> Oh, God damn. As, oh as someone that loves Star Wars, that was a burn. <laughs> oh I couldn't help it. Uh-huh. So I know it's from the hells? Yes. Yes, it is definitely from the hells. I'm just, I'm just going to say that was a demon. Okay, well, the lady's alive, so maybe we should talk to her. Yeah, she's looking at you guys in confusion um and she says who you should leave it's not safe here what happened i i can't talk about it here and you you notice that um there's like bread and and fruit strewn across the street and she's very hurriedly trying to pick it all up and she says just Follow me. Come this way. Very well. I help her pick her stuff up real quick. Yeah, I was about to say. All right. Um, and she leads you to a a house on the main street, and uh, she bangs on the door and says, uh, "Clinta, I'm I'm back. I have some food." And. Uh, the door very hurriedly opens, and he sees you all, and slams the door shut again. And she says, uh, "No, no, it's it's okay, it's okay. They saved me. Open the door." And he opens it back up more slowly this time and lets all of you in. And she she very hurriedly gets inside, and he's trying to rush you all inside as well. For his comfort, I'm quick as possible. Same. Mm. Same. I mean, I'm I'm booking it. Demons are bad. <laughs> and he uh, he closes the door, uh, slide and slides a a wooden bar over it, and then you see him slide uh, a cabinet in front of it. Whoa. And he takes one of the pieces of fruit and just starts gorging himself on it man where where to begin with the inquiries yeah what happened here well and the the woman she says uh uh my name is uh malak and uh, 
a little over a week ago, this fog came, and with the fog came monsters, these demons, and they just attacked anyone they could find out on the street. We, we have no idea how many there are, or if our, the people who, who tried to fight them even managed to kill any of them. And people just... I haven't seen anyone other than my brother, Clinta, in a few days. Wow. Well, my name is Rovartha Mirax. I am a soldier out of out of Yildar, out of, well, just the whole realm is Yildar, sorry, uh, out of Thar. And these are my companions, and I'll kind of look to them. Roscoe Suitfoot. Margo. Uh, Flint Thry, hi. Um, you go, what, what are you doing here? Well, long story short, Shall we just say we were on a job and we found ourselves passing through? Uh, You're adventurers. Yes. Correct. We would have kept going, but we heard her needing help, so we do what we do and we helped. Yeah. All right. And they're impressed. Um, Malik says, um, I'm, I'm very tired. Uh, I I would appreciate if we could continue this discussion in the morning. Very well. Rest is always important. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you definitely need some. Yeah. How big is Mm -hmm. this house? Um, the room you're in is, uh, like 15 feet by 25. Mm. How, how far did this fog extend? Clintus says, we don't know. Over the entire town, maybe. But like when we were walking in to the town, did it, was it like? It wasn't sudden. Okay. It just steadily got more and more and More and more thick. Mm-hmm. Well, I look, I look at Roscoe. How tired are you feeling? What is on your mind, Rovarf? I feel like this... I don't want to burden these people with our stay, and at the same time, I want to make sure that we don't get caught out in this whatever it is. But if we're still feeling awake enough to be of use, perhaps we could find out what the source of this fog is, which brought the monsters, and put an end to it, ensuring not only our safe passage to the town, but also helping these people out. We can't leave people in distress to stay in distress knowing that we didn't try anything. Yeah. Agreed. I'm just trying to make sure that we're ready to do that now. Or if mm-hmm. we're not, try and find a good place to camp. I think this is one of those situations where the sooner we act, the easier it'll be. All right. We are here. I don't think we benefit anything trying to find a place to camp away and then come back. All right. I'm in agreement. We need to do something. But finding the source of the fog, it's difficult to tell where to begin. And going in blind with those things out there also isn't the best idea. Well, they need some rest, so if they're going to rest, we need to rest as well. 
That's, I guess, my point. Then let us rest, but then let us also be prepared to try to do this for them. (laughs) Not not to run around in circles, but where? (laughs) That was the whole reason I started this conversation. Because it doesn't seem to be a very large house. And again, I don't want to intrude on these people more than we have to. Well, I understand your concern. Is there the chances of us finding any place wait, safe? Wait, is the the concern of where you're going to camp? Yes. You can just sleep there. That's okay. what I was going to say. I'm about to okay. say. I, I'm about to say. I understand you don't want to burden these people, but here we have walls and we have barricades. Yeah, you're you're barricaded in here. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we are best to stay put, and once we get a rest, venture out. Yeah, there are. It's a two-story building. Okay. Um, there are a couple of rooms upstairs, and the only other room downstairs is a kitchen wash kind of area. Like, there's a wash basin in there, mm-hmm. uh, and a very rudimentary kitchen and a rudimentary uh, pantry. In in that case, I will. I would like to take first watch, and I would like to sleep next to the uh, the door. All right. Um, Clinto says, um, I'll, I've only just gotten up. I'll take first watch. Very well. Well, I'm still, then I'll take second watch. I want you to have your rest. I appreciate it. But I'm still going to go to sleep by the door. All right. First thing tries to come in. It's going to get a sword (laughs) in the face. That's fair. It's a legitimate yeah. strategy. Yes. And uh, you guys are asleep when Rovarth, you are awakened by the Mana Stone saying, oh, damn, where's its voice? Uh, it was just snark. Just, just turn the Eli snark up to 11. <laughs> wake the hell up, you damn fool. And I wake up. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, you see, Clinta is holding the Mana Stone. May I have that back? I. I'm sorry. They, they said they'd let us go if I gave them the stone. Nope, not going to happen. And I cast Old Person. I, I don't have that spell. Damn it! Wrong person. Wrong <laughs> 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 character. Dude, just get it. Just wrestle I mean, he, him he to the gives ground. You the stone back. Like he's clearly not willing to fight you over it. Oh, okay. I thought it was like we have to go um, and fight you now. I was like, okay. No, no. <laughs> that was amazing. By by what you can tell, well, a the door is still barricaded. Okay. So it's not like he could go anywhere. <laughs> smart. Um, it's rare to meet a smart person. Yeah, but I mean, he just looks like some sort of comp, like a just a, a commoner. Okay. You know, well, like you he, he doesn't have any weapons or armor or anything. He he immediately hands it back and says, I'm 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 sorry, they they said they let my sister and I go if we gave them the stone. Who are they? The demons. Do you where did they speak to you at? They spoke through the window. Through the window. Well, Eh, Rovarth doesn't know a whole lot. What, what what I know about demons off the top of my head, as far as how uh, honest they are in their deal making, specifically. They're not. Okay. I mean, they can be, but in general, no. Like, if they were devils, devils tend to. So demons are 
in general, uncontrolled id. They're, they are free will without consequence. Uh, okay, so you know, they are like, like to, how to they the normally extreme. are. Okay. And devils tend to be more order to the extreme. Got it. So... Um, so you, like a demon, it might keep its word, and it might just eviscerate you for fun. Got it. You know they rarely keep their deals. I don't think I just, they would let you live in the first place anyway. I, I just... We'll take care of it. I know. We'll take care of it. And I'd like... I don't have any any arcane um, ways of of messing with her. So I'm just going to try and convince her with the power of my words that we'll take care of this. We just need to know where they're located at and we will take care of this. Make a uh, persuasion. Okay. Besides, no good can come if they have the stone. I can't let that happen. Uh, that is, uh, that's my charisma, that's not the normal one, where is persuasion? There it is, that is a 14. Okay, he seems calmer, um, he's still tense, um, but he does say, I suppose it's time for your watch. And he kind of moves into one of the corners to try and make himself comfortable. And I'll kind of nod and just kind of offhandedly say, you know, we fought a succubus once. Incubus? Really? I don't know. Some some entity named Cotton-Eyed Joe. Wonder if he's here. I got a bone some to pick with him. Interesting name for a demon. Yeah, yeah. Some sort of, uh, I don't know, local legend we thought, but. That's a long story. You should get your rest. Um, yeah, and the rest of the night is pretty uneventful. Uh, Flint, during your watch, there is a point in which something is gently scraping against the door. Uh, I kind of like lean over and nudge R- Roscoe. Wait, Roscoe, there's something scratching at the door. And I kind of uh, say, and I kind of like raise my voice a little and kind of say an infernal like, go away. It stops for like 20 seconds and then it starts again. Again, It's this very slow noise, um, kind of like dragging, like have you ever dragged the tip of a pencil along your desk? Hmm. Oh, that's maddening. Like, it's not a sharp noise. It's not like this horrific noise, but it's just slow and repeated. Uh, But it only lasts for about five minutes. Uh, And then it's the morning. Good morning, gentlemen, Margot and host. Morning. Oh, uh... I should say, Margot, you have that dream again. No, that's unsettling. I don't care for that. Uh, I will, you know, just so you know, it doesn't seem to be disrupting your sleep schedule at all. Hmm. Like, it's, it's not like jerking you awake or anything like that. It's just that you, this person's talking to you. They're not angry. They're just, it's like they're just speaking to you. 
and you just can't hear what they're saying. I want to know what they're saying so bad. <sighs> um, I mean, they're trying to tell you something, but you just can't figure out what. And the only uneasiness you have when you wake up is that you just don't know what they're trying to tell you. That makes sense. Uh, and on this morning, this episode is over. Dun dun dun. What a dun, way to dun, build dun, on dun. ease in me. <laughs> Just I chill like... until the next episode. Do 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 do. You got some uh some P for the P zone. <sighs> I hate that word. <laughs> I hate those words in that combination. But yes, I do in fact have pluggables. I have a TikTok. An Instagram and a Twitter, all are elvenly underscore e. I yell about things. I post art occasionally, just mainly yelling. Have fun. I have a YouTube channel that is Aerosil Prime, E R A S Y L space P R I M E, where I play various role playing games. Starting to get in some into some more uh, tabletop TRPGs again, like um, like Shadowrun. I think Shadowrun is what I'm doing. Anyway, go check that out. It's fun. Kooky characters and weird accents. Bye. Do I have P for the P zone? You're in luck. I'm on Instagram at Jarius underscore... And that is wrong. I'm on Instagram at Jerry, (laughs) Jerry, quite contrary. Jerry spelled J-E-R-I. I'm on Twitter at Jarius underscore Jer. Nailed it. And I write wrestling reviews and articles on VoicesOfWrestling.com under my name, Jerry Evans. I need a bit of coffee. Bye. I'm Ashley. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under the handle AmCosplayClean. I also need coffee. And I have been your host, Eli Royal. And if you are willing to fight God... Uh, just to feel alive again, then you can find me online at royalartisanprops.com. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this part of our tale, Traveler. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine pods are cast. You can find us online at WePlayRPGs.com, on Facebook and Twitter at WePlayRPGs, and on Patreon at WePlayRPGs Podcast. Your patronage is what keeps this podcast alive.